hey Banner, just wanted to let you know we did get the invitation for the celebration of life uh, for your TT recently. Yeah, I mean, kind of cool that you copied Sam Wilson. It's a, a big honor. We're definitely going to be there. Uh, I think I messed up. It's actually a celebration of titties. I, I mean, I don't want to speak for Nate, but uh, I think we'll still go. Yeah, fuck it. I'll be there. I'll bring some spinach artichoke jet. Welcome in to the Bro Four Squad podcast, where we are just a bunch of bros drinking beer and watching TV and movies. I'm your host, the Mayor Jeff Warnasek, and this is our review of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode Four, titled "The World Is Watching." And I am joined by the American hero Nate Thurmond and the mad scientist Brian Banner to review this episode, as we do all of our television episodes, using the four Bro Four Squad criteria, which is the acting the story, our favorite scene, and then any theories and questions that we have going forward. Let's dive right in. The acting and the cast and their respective performances in episode four. Nate, we'll toss it to you first. Who stood out, good, bad, indifferent? Um, so yeah, the, the people who really stood out to me, um, it, it's kind of interesting dynamic because I really like um, where Wyatt Russell's character, um, uh, John Walker, is going. Um, his arc through this whole thing which we we kind of saw coming but it's it's really great and he's showing a lot of emotion in his role um but on the other side of that not a fan of hoskins i don't i don't know it seems like this there's like a four sidekick piece put in here and yeah. like their back and forth seems like contrived at points and like forced i'm just like i'm not really getting it just um can we can we move on and just get back to walker turning evil and 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 well, going to ape shit. Good news is, uh, spoilers, yeah. but uh, <laughs> spoiler, I think he's dead. So I think, yeah. I think you got so, your wish there, Thurman. Yeah, let's let's jump forward a little bit. <laughs> Wasn't too disappointed when that happened, uh, but we'll probably get into that a little bit later. Um, I've been doting on her a lot, uh, Carly Morgenthal, um, and this Aaron Kellyman been doing great. Love the dynamic with her and Sam now um, that they're connecting, um, and there's oh, a yeah. lot lot bigger piece to that just in the whole plot of the episode, but it's really cool seeing them kind of connect and or she's kind of like in a middle ground now. Um, because obviously what is behind what she's doing can be seen as good, but, um, a big theme for this whole thing is the means justify the ends. Um, and that's kind of what she's seeing her role as, um, but she's doing it. She's doing a great, great job and killing it. Um, and then the last thing real quick that I'll jump in on, I miss Doc, uh, Dr. Rayner. I miss those scenes. Hopefully we'll, we'll get like an ending one with uh, Bucky and Sam and like an ending resolution where they're, they're going for like one last council meeting. But I've kind of missed those meetings with them. Very true. I almost wish she like forced him to like zoom into a <laughs> that therapy session. Um, I agree with everything you said. I'll, I'll just <laughs> echo real quick your point about Hoskins. Um, he This whole time has just felt like Diet Coke Sam Wilson to me. <laughs> yeah. Like. Do you get it? He, like he has a friend who like. I think if... he's more like Diet Shasta. <laughs> Shasta. Wow. 
What's well, the uh, like Walmart Doctor Thunder? Doctor Thunder. Yeah. yeah, like the Walmart. I don't know. Not to get off on tangent. I don't know if like Shasta is that like a regional thing or is that like across America? That's a great question. I don't think I've oh. seen it where we're at. For yeah. I definitely yeah, we'll, have it where I'm at. We'll come back to that. Um, so like when Hoskins died, me personally, I was like, I didn't feel anything, but obviously the way it affects Walker, I think was done really well because Wyatt Russell has been doing such a good job. And I just think overall this episode was finally where we sort of get the character payoff to a lot of the, uh, building up of, of the narratives for these respective characters we've gotten. Morgenthau had the most, most meat on the bone. She's had the whole show. (laughs) Russell, most meat on the bone, he's had the whole show. Zemo, even, I mean, he's a previously established character, but, like, dude, Daniel Brohl, Banner, like you said last week, is just a fucking scene stealer. The Zemo he's playing here is very different because I think his anger has subsided over the years as opposed to how mad he was in Civil War. And like you said, this... fun now. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is a guy that, like... It's so hard not to root for. Like he, I, he's probably going to betray them in the end, but he's too much fun to lock up right now. Like leave him out. Um, so I agree with everything Nate said, and I think uh, this was the episode where they really told the actors, "Hey, we've given you the runway in the previous episodes. Now just fucking take off. Do what you can do with your character." Banner, what do you think? Yeah, I am. I agree with everything you guys said. Hoskins, I could, I could leave him. Honestly, he's. Not to discredit well, the now. right, but not to <laughs> <Let's> go <laughs> uh, discredit the impact that his death is going to have. Yeah. He's just not. He just wasn't great at play. It, it was a forced role, like you said. Um, <clears throat> Wyatt Russell, my God, dude's just fucking killing it. I truly, you were truly seeing a man trying to suppress the evil, but can't. You know, that's what the super soldier serum does is it brings out it just amplifies what you already have inside of you. And you could tell he knows that and he's trying to stop it and he just can't. And it really came out in this episode, I thought, Um, especially that scene uh, when Sam goes in to talk to Carly and he's it was 10 minutes and he can't wait 10 minutes. And you just see he's chomping at the fucking bit. Oh, he's getting amped up. So, yeah. so fucking well done. And that was he, even pre, uh, pre-serum. Yeah. And Buck, Bucky's kind of like, I sort of want you to try to freak out so I can kill you. Like, <laughs> yeah, my left excuse. arm is ready. <laughs> so I can have an excuse to just choke slam you. Because he would have easily murdered him and Battlestar if he wanted yeah. to. Yeah. All right, anything else? We're ready to move on to the story yeah. and the plot. Let's move on. Let's go. All right, so we had a quite a bit happen here, and I think it really set us up well for the last two episodes. But uh, IMDb briefly summarizes episode four with the synopsis of John Walker loses patience with Sam and Bucky as they learn more about Carly Morgenthau. And uh, Banner, listening to last week's review, which I couldn't be on, you actually had a, a theory about the different sides in the conflict here that I think kind of came to fruition. We basically have a lot of antiheroes simply because we don't know who the power broker is, which we'll get into in theories and questions. But this sort of established, although they're, like Nate said, the ends justify the means, is sort of a weak justification at this point. But the Flag Smashers, easy to empathize with. Sam and Bucky, obviously easy to empathize with. And then you sort of feel sympathy for John Walker in this episode. Uh, So what did you think of how the story treated all those different factions? Yeah, I think... uh... It's it's really interesting because you have all these people that really at the end of the day, they all want the same thing. They all kind of want peace. They're just going about it 
completely differently. And what makes a good villain is that you empathize and you understand where they're coming from. You're like, you know, I kind of, I kind of get where you're coming from. It's kind of fucked up to kill people, but like, I understand it. And that's what we're getting with obviously the flag smashers and Carly Morgenthal, even more so much meat on the bone to, you kind of got to see what it was like for her when everybody came back from the blip. And uh, you see the struggle that all of these people are having as they're getting displaced from their homes. And um, then you have everything with this. Was it Doya? Doya? Doyla? Mama, Mama Doya, I think. Doily. Yeah. Doily. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's a different no. thing. <laughs> Don, yeah, Donya. Mama Donya, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Donya. Um, I'm kind of curious to see. We don't really know who she is other than she was kind of this Mother Teresa type that took everybody in, right? And it kind of seems like now Carly wants to take up that mantle to an extent. I like the line Battlestar had. Um, I, I hate that name, and I hate it in the comics too. So we'll say Hoskins. That he had to <clears throat> Walker when he was talking about tracking Morgenthau. And he goes, yeah, she's uh, giving medicine to people who are sick. So that kind of helps your public image, right? Like, yeah. I, I understand mm-hmm. we want to catch her, but we can't just like tear through a city to get her. Um so no, I thought the story here really did a good job of, I think we have a more clear idea of what each side stands for at this point, and they're kind of letting the audience be like, you can sort of decide who's good and bad. Nate, what'd yeah. you think? Yeah, this, uh, I really like this episode because we got more of, I don't know if you can call it a character arc since it's a, a group, but that's what I'm going to call it, more of a, well, character depth and a good character arc for the Flag Smashers. You kind of get the insight, like you guys were saying, of why they're doing what they're doing. Um, a, a huge thing, which I think uh, we talked about last last week, last episode, um, which is dragged over into this episode, which is the means justify the ends, which is kind of what you're seeing with all these different characters from what they're doing. Um, and really, the only person who's not falling into that right now is Sam. He's kind of the he's kind of the uh, the straight guy at this point. He's right in the middle of everyone. He's trying to bring everyone together, um, but he's realizing that they can't keep doing it the way they're doing it uh, because it's just not going to work and it's just going to cause more heartache. Um, but yeah, you, you really start to sympathize with the flag smashers in this episode um, and seeing where they're coming from saying, Hey, things were great. And then the blip, uh, the blip happened and they came back and now it's kind of chaos at this point. Um, but yeah, really, really excited for the setup of this episode. Um, and then also getting the uh, uh, Dora Milaje in this um, and getting a little taste of Wakanda. Um, so that, that was so cool. Pretty badass seeing them jump Loved, back in. Love the flashback scene. Flashback scene at the very beginning was great yeah. um, with the basically the, the curse uh, being cleansed from Bucky at that point. Um, but really touching, really emotional. And I bet we're going to get a little more of them in the next few episodes because I think they're not going to – uh, give up on their pursuit of Zemo at this point. Um, I think they'll just let him go. It's fine. Eh, well, we'll see. Um, but and then overall, um, what a gritty episode! What a yes. gr- it was. Yeah, getting darker, grittier. I mean, we're seeing blood on Captain America's shield. Um, the the last two have not shied away from the yeah. visceral nature of fighting. I'm not. I'm a little surprised, but also not at the same time that this is Disney Plus, that they're yeah. 
that yeah. they want to go darker and that they're letting them go this. I mean, you could very easily add a couple of fucks in this and it wouldn't be that much harder to go make it uh, R MC 17 or whatever, the, whatever TVMA, whatever it is. Yeah, my shit meter that I was keeping track of was three, maybe four. I might have missed one. Um, one of them was ape shit, which was kind of fun. So, <laughs> Always good to throw an ape. Yeah. It's creative for the writers to find but, a way. Yeah, we're probably getting into a little more, but yeah, a lot of uh, symbolic nature of, of that um, final scene with Walker from um, Civil War with Rogers and Stark, um, but a yeah. little different ending in, in this case. So um, great kind of simile and, and throwing back. And there, there were some other ones in the episode, too, that we might talk about later. Uh, so moving on to best scene, uh, we, you guys already kind of talked about mine. It was that opening scene for me with Bucky and Ao um, from the Dora Milaje in Wakanda when they were basically Shuri and the rest of Wakanda was helping to fix the mental damage that had been done to Bucky through the Winter Soldier program and through Zemo. And I know it was very brief, but I mean, my God, Sebastian Stan was acting his fucking ass. Yeah. That, that was scene. really great. Like, of a guy who's sitting here, like, if this doesn't work, I, he, I literally think he might have killed himself, like, out of his guilt. If he, they, after all that, they still couldn't erase um, what Hydra had put in there. And he's, like, fighting it at first, and then when he realizes that those strings uh, that she's pulling aren't attached to anything anymore, he almost just wants to cry because he's so happy. And he actually mm-hmm. thinks he wants to cry. So, oh, that yeah. was, just, like, yeah. a beautifully acted Balling. Yeah. So, that was really and cool. And it was... Really cool how you all you saw was the uh, or in the forefront was the um, flames from the fire, mm-hmm. and you were kind of looking through the fire at at him. Really, really cool. And I think for me, with so many awesome action set pieces in this episode, the fact that that was still the one after I watched it that I was like, that was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Just shows you how I mean, it's, it was just earned too because we've gotten had so much time with these characters. You really feel for them. Yeah, very, very well done. Nate, how about you? Um, so it, it was kind of split between two scenes. I'll, I'll take one of them here. Um, and I, I think Banner kind of alluded to this. We were texting off pod earlier, and he said the choreographing was great in this. Um, and the fight scene when they were at the kind of the Flag Smashers headquarters or whatever, whatever, um, Walker's going after them, and then Bucky and Sam have to meet up. Um, that was just really well done. There were some, obviously, some throwbacks again with Bucky uh, wielding a knife. Um, and that He's so, so fucking nice. Yeah, it was so cool. Like, the little the flips up, like, and everything. It's so like, Again, that's another like testament to how good Sebastian Stan is. Like That is mm-hmm. actually him doing a lot of that. Bucky with a knife is like Jordan with the fadeaway jumper. Like, it's over. Not to get off on a tangent, but uh, noticed he was in uh, Gossip Girl as I was watching that with... Uh, my wife recently. I was Sebastian like, Stan is? is? Sebastian really? Stan? Yeah, he plays at Christian something. You know, but he's anyway. also the douchebag villain in Hot Tub Time Machine. Versatile. Yeah, yeah. he Versatile. can do it all. Uh, but all, yeah, in that, it was cool seeing some of the ways that they were allowing them to fight. Falcon using his wings to like bull over somebody, using his jet pack and turning around and blasting Burning somebody. That dude. Oh, yeah, God, and then so kicking cool. him in the chest. Uh, but yeah, really great chore- uh, choreography in that. Um, and like I said, using some new fighting techniques and stuff like that. It was really fun to watch. Sam has come a long way since Ant- Ant-Man whooped his ass at mm-hmm. Avengers HQ. Yeah. I have to say. Bay For sure. How about you? Uh, so I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Jeff with so many action set pieces and 
these amazing fight scenes, it was kind of refreshing that my favorite scene was when Sam and Carly meet for the first time and you have John Walker, Bucky and Hoskins and Zemo have to stay out. They basically first they have to convince Walker like Sam has to go by himself. This is what he did. Like he helped people with PTSD for a living. He's worked with war vets. That's what she is going through right now. Let me do that. And then showing how Carly was very reluctant at first, but Sam was able to, like you said, Nate, connect with him. Mm-hmm. And they understand at the end of the day, they want the same thing. They want everybody to be happy and, and peaceful. They don't want to have to do this, but it's how you're getting there that Sam has the big problem with. And I think he does a really good job of connecting with Carly, which ultimately makes her put in the threat to his sister and nephews yeah. and say, hey, look, I, I want to believe him, but I need, to, I need reassurance that I can. I think Sam was equal parts trying to tell Walker, <clears throat> number one, my method is going to be more effective, but also like these people have super soldier serum running through their veins. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to save you from getting your ass whooped yeah. as well. And that's even which, where Bucky was like, I don't know, let him go. Fuck these guys. Yeah, yeah which kind of, I think, led to him taking it because after he get his, got his ass kicked by the, uh, by the door Malaji, he's like, they weren't even fucking super soldiers. I know. Well, like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> He's like, I suck. But also, they whoop everyone's ass. So I, w- I wouldn't really be like, yeah. Um, I mean, you do suck, John Walker, but that's not exactly the barometer I would use. Uh, anything else, guys? Or we want to um, just kind of honorable mention. Um, it wasn't not even the full scene, but that ending shot to the episode. God. My God, I want a fat head of that on my wall. Is it too early to say iconic? Because I, I don't feel like it is. No, that yeah. that will be everywhere. You're you're going to start seeing That's, that a lot of places. That is, we're going to look back at the end of this uh, series and probably a few movies, maybe another series down the road, and we're going to look back and go, this was a pivotal point in the MCU, for sure. That that scene right there, and him <clears throat> killing that guy, getting the blood on his shield, obviously, but not even giving a fuck that everyone saw him do it. No, it's sort of like the crazy thing. Yeah. And I think he even realizes at that point, and obviously it'll play out in the next two episodes, but uh, that this is the point of no return if I do this. You just see the crazy in his eyes come out at that point. Yeah, and he's like, I'm not Cap, so I'm not Steve Rogers. Fuck it. I don't this care. This is me. He's yeah. like Jessica from Love is Blind. Oh, boy. Let's not get down that rabbit hole. Please don't. <laughs> All right, last one. On to theories <clears throat> and questions. Guys, I really don't have much here. I- I really don't either. I'm t- I try and like play this out in my brain. I'm like, I have no idea where this is going. I, I have a lot of questions um, and a few theories that kind of have been supported along the way. And I'll, I'll start off with that. But um, Sharon is the power broker is, is a large theory going on right now. I, and I like that. last episode review, I don't think she is, but I think she is involved. Um, one of the things that she says when she was on there for a short period of time on the phone, she's yeah, the power broken went ape shit when Nagel was killed, when Dr. Nagel was killed. And it just kind of said it nonchalantly. Uh, she's obviously tied into some crime underlord stuff, but it sounded like she had that like insider information pretty quick. Um, right. So I feel like she's tied in that way. And then another fun theory that's been popping up recently, and I guess it's something that Rain Johnson said. Um, he said that... Dwight? I fe- huh? <laughs> Dwight? Well, no, sorry. Um, oh, so that's Rain Wilson, my fault. Ryan Johnson, is that you're talking Ryan about? Ryan Johnson, yeah, sorry. Oh, well, fuck that guy, but what's his theory? <laughs> he said you can use iPhones in, in movies, but bad guys never have iPhones. 
and um, Sharon Carter doesn't use an iPhone in this. It's kind of far-fetched, but it's a fun little thing to kind of piggyback off of. Hmm. Because like even like all the other people like video and like have iPhones and you can tell that's what yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. They got so you're saying that all bad guys use burner phones. Pretty much. Yeah. Well they're all on uh yeah, Boost Mobile, which is what like Apple Apple doesn't is, want the bad rap. Exactly. Um I have a theory that General Ross is the power broker. Okay. Um we know he Black Widow was originally supposed to be released prior to this, and I believe that, that movie sort of teases him setting up the Thunderbolts. And Brian, as we've talked, you know, uh, ad nauseum since his introduction to the MCU, who else would be more obsessed with chasing super soldier serum for like the fifth time in the MCU general Ross. Yeah. But I think at this point, after whatever we see happens in black widow, he has gone full villain mode. Um, cause his trying to do it by the book has not worked. So that's my prediction is general Ross is the power broker. I'll piggyback Burke. off of that. And I'll say that power broker is going to show up in the next episode. We will see who the power broker is. Yeah, I think it'd be striker to it enough. Vayner, could, could be our MCU striker introduction? Yeah, Obviously, it wouldn't be program as part of that Omega yeah, Red. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the more and more we get into this, and the deeper and deeper we get into this, the more and more I think they're going to hold mutants close to their chest for a while. So, yeah. as much as I want it, I just don't necessarily see it happening. It has been confirmed by Marvel Studios that there is a character cameo, um, I believe in the next episode, uh, who is a, a canon to the comics character that we have not seen in the MCU, who was supposedly being portrayed by an award-winning actor or actress. So we've read. Now, we've taken the bait before this on WandaVision when Paul Bettany thought it would be hilarious to uh, tease this about him acting with himself, essentially. It, so. I'm kind of at the point where, like, I've been burned before. I want to trust my ex-boyfriend who has a Harley Davidson and a leather jacket, but he just keeps cheating on me, you know? Been burned one too many times. Right. I don't think it'll be an X-Men, though, unfortunately. I really don't. Um, And I don't think we're going to get a Fantastic Four either. I don't know who I think it's going to be, but I think we can rule... Could be Von Those Doom. Two. That'd be kind of cool. It could very easily be Von Doom. Has Curtis Jackson been portrayed in any anything yet? I don't think so. Okay, because that that would be the low hanging fruit for the power broker, since that was who he was in the comics. Right. I mean, at this point, it's almost like they've been teasing the power broker for the whole show, essentially, right? Like even in episode one. Yeah, I was, I'm pretty sure we had heard the Power Broker's name at the end of episode one. I kind of would like if it's Sharon Carter and she's full villain now because she really did get fucked. Yeah. Um, episode three, I mean, was called the Power Broker. Right. Which is funny because he doesn't show up at all in that episode. We don't think he well, or she did. But that's another thing, though. We Sher- Sharon Carter showed up for the first time in episode three. That's yeah. true. And that's that's the other thing supporting that theory for her. Um, randomly, just because I curse Jackson, isn't that Fifty Cent's real name? Is it? I mean, I wish I had a device yeah. I could look it up. It sounds. I'm looking it up right now. It is Curtis Jackson. Yeah. Okay, that's why. That's like that sounds familiar. Okay. If anyway, Fifty Cent plays the power broker. Oh. Then just... Wow. That's... Is he? In, he's he's won Fine. like Grammys, Whoa. hasn't he? Police. Maybe that's the award they're talking about. Oh, please don't. Uh, it's cheap. <laughs> uh, whatever. I got a question, and I don't know. 
Hopefully it's not my question because I only have no, one. No, I don't left. think it is. So with the Dora Milaje showing up, what are the implications of them? Obviously, they're bringing Wakanda in with Chadwick Bosman's untimely passing. Like, right. was he supposed to be involved in some of this? Obviously, he is Wakanda. And are they going to allude to anything with Black Panther and that character? Or are we just going to be completely kept in the blind for a while on it? I wonder, I yeah. Do you bring in, like, Umbaku or... I mean, Okoye was, like, the one I was thinking would would show up in this if she does. Yeah. Head of the Mbache. Do you go with Shuri? I mean, do you reference something bad that's happened in Wakanda? I don't know. Yeah. That's what I was that's... thinking. Like, do they do they kill him off now and, like, replace him? Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, it maybe will have to happen at some point. Yeah, I don't... I'm I'm just it brought up that thought in my mind of of Wakanda and and he says how Bucky killed or this Zemo killed uh, T'Challa all of this stuff like I don't know I I'm just very interested about how Marvel is going to handle that very sensitive situation um Kind of speaking of that, just a question for you guys that I just thought of. Where do you, this is sort of a theory too, but where do you think now that uh, the Dormelage is involved, Zemo will end up at the end of this series? Um, that, that, that's kind of one of the questions I had, not necessarily at the end of the series, but where is, where is Zemo going now? Um, which I think kind of simple answer and why I think is happening is he's, He's going after the power broker himself because he wants to basically destroy any of the uh, super soldier serum and destroy that program and together. But at the end of the series, yeah, I'm not sure. He may just somehow end up in... I don't think he's going to die. I think he'll end up in, back in jail. Will the Wakandans let him live and go back to prison? I don't think so. If they get a hold of him, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the only way that I think he's either going to be on the run from the Wakandans... Or they're going to give him a pass because he he is going to somehow save the day. It had to be one hell of a day to save because yeah. he killed Chaka. Yeah, yeah, Just, if, yeah. If they catch up with him, they're not letting him go. But we'll see. All right, we got two left. I mean, this show has flown by. I know we always say it with these, but. I kind of like the six-episode arc because you can get a little more invested in each episode knowing we're going to get a bigger bite of the apple, you know? Yeah, yeah, each time. And each episode's a little bit longer, so we get a little bit... I feel like we're getting the same amount of time in less time because that's that makes sense. Same amount of time in less time. <laughs> Actually, I get it. Same amount of story in less time, maybe? Hey, just, Is that what okay. you're going with? Okay. Like... Actual runtime of the show is pretty close, but instead of being over nine weeks, it's only over six weeks. So we get the same amount of time as in runtime. Oh, I got you. In less but time. But it's like in less time of like real real lifetime. Sure, sure. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll take Maybe that Maybe you just have to be a scientist to understand. Okay. Uh, sure. Uh, so I guess last thoughts, Nate, before we let the people go for episode four. Um, don't forget to get your pets spayed and neutered. Mm -hmm. That was a, a big message I got from this episode. Hashtag Bob Barker. <laughs> Banner, how about you? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that these next two episodes are really going to come in with a big punch. They've they've set them up. Now they just need to knock them down. Yeah, I'm excited to see uh, where, I don't know, I, I guess timeline-wise, like, does this connect to WandaVision at all? What's the next property this is going to link to? Because WandaVision, I think we had a pretty clear idea that the post credit scene and sort of the ending would set up Multiverse of Madness. This yeah. could go anywhere in the MCU. Like, I really yeah. don't have a clue. Um, Super random, and I don't know if there's many rumors that just popped in my head. I've been thinking about it really since the beginning, but do we get a Steve Rogers appearance? An old Steve Rogers appearance? Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe. Because we I don't still have don't any theories about it. Yeah. We still don't know if he's alive or not, right? That hasn't nope. exactly been confirmed. I no. See, and that's what I had said, I believe, on the first episode. The only way I would be okay with us getting Steve Rogers to not, uh, again, not uh, discredit what he's already done in the MCU is if he is old Steve Rogers and he is almost mentoring Sam. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. I want him showing up old if he does. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He can't show up all yoked out Chris Evans. Nah. <laughs> yeah. All right. For the American hero Nate Thurman and the mad scientist Brian Banner, I am the mayor Jeff Hornacek, and we have been the Bro4 Squad Podcast. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Please join us for the last two episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It looks like it's going to be a heck of a conclusion. You can follow us on Twitter, at Bro4Squad. You can find all of our content on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere you find your podcasts. If you type in Bro4Squad as three separate words and check out everything that we do on our website, Bro4Squad.com. Till next time, I got this blue super soldier serum. We're going to divide it in thirds. Let's take it shot, out. Shot, 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 like shot, shot. Yeah, the chaser is uh, Shasta. Ooh, grape. Grape Shasta. What were the Shasta options? I think they were like orange, grape, 